Hello, and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten. I'm Carrie. I'm... I'm Evan. And I'm Barry. I, I was going to go, but then Carrie went, and then I know she doesn't like Barry and Carrie right next to each other, so then I had to well, wait for her. And since you guys talked, I'm just going to leave that probably in with the awkward gap. <laughs> I, I mean, generally, say. I'd fix it. Like <laughs> Carson always fixes it anyway. <laughs> I know, and I may he still fix it. Doesn't always fix you it. You can fix what's not broken. That was perfect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I think the other part of it is, it's almost like how many episodes has it been since we've talked about this? Because we talk about it pretty regularly as well. So yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like it was we talked about it the last time I was here. In addition <laughs> to the days. To be honest, when we yeah. started the recording, I was like, oh man, I wonder what's gonna happen because we didn't talk about it. But I mean, Carrie generally goes second. And Barry will wait till last. Everything falls apart. Brilliant. You know why everything fell apart? Because we're still reeling from the Spice World experience. (laughs) So bringing up to today. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the magic of eBay. We all were able to enjoy the film Spice World in all of its glory. Now, we have completed watching, but none of us have discussed the film until we are all recording at this point. But I will go ahead and start off by saying, if you haven't seen this film, hit up eBay. It's definitely worth it. You can't stream it anywhere in the U.S., but you can in other countries. So if you're listening to us from other countries, check it out. That being said, there is a scene which is a fictional part of their origin story, which I feel is important to bring up first. And in it, they perform the song Wannabe in a coffee shop. And the coffee shop owner is the actual, literal version of Barry in real life. The only (laughs) thing he wants is jazz. (laughs) And he doesn't want anything else. So when they finish it, he immediately was like, well, maybe some more jazz. Yeah, jazz and cash up front. Exactly. So, so, um, uh, with that being said, Barry, what did you think of Spice World, Mr. (laughs) Coffee Shop Owner? Wow. Um, Like, I'll say there was a couple places where I kind of laughed, but in total... I believe IMDb is lying when they call this movie a comedy because <laughs> it mostly wasn't funny. It was there was a couple little gags, but overall this is way too much camera on the Spice Girls while they wait to do things. Okay, does it okay, anybody else want to share their feelings or should I just dive in here? You can dive in. I feel like you're excited. Yeah. Okay. So First off, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one out of this group that has seen this movie more than once. And I will say, similar to the movie Anchorman, the more you watch it, the funnier it gets. Anchorman, the first time I watched it, it was not great. (laughs) But it gets funnier with time. Okay, so Evan, you have seen this film before? Yeah, I saw it a couple times when I was a kid. I I was really into the Spice Girls when I was a a youngin. I love you so much. Um, So I think the thing about it is, it, when you actually read reviews, it's considered a terrible movie, but it's yeah. also considered an entertaining movie. And that is the camp that I sit in. I don't necessarily think it's ha-ha funny the whole time, but I've seen a lot less entertaining things in my life, and I would definitely watch this over a lot of other things. And I think I that think... when I described it to Barry and Carrie, I was like, think about it kind of like Beatles Help, mm-hmm. in that like it exists there is a loose story, but it's really just putting cameras on the Beatles. And, and and for that, that is what Spice World is. And for that, 
it's a beautiful execution of what that is. Essentially remaking Help, but starring the Spice Girls instead of the Beatles. That's and what... speaking of camp, there's plenty of <laughs> So much. So much right. camp. It, but I, I would also argue, is this movie actually just cameras on Spice Girls or just seeing how many cameos you can get into a movie? That's what I was going that. to say. Because, I mean, like, the Elvis Costello was possibly one of my favorites yep. where it's like, oh, wait, could you make it a double? Not even acknowledging that it's Elvis Costello, just like breeze right, right. past it. Uh, or the meatloaf scene where, like, the toilets are all clogged. Can you do anything? Okay, I hold love on, the though. Spice Girls. There's cameos like Elvis Costello, but yep. meatloaf's not a cameo. He's that's a character. true. He's a character. He's a character. But in his and mind, that's... I would do anything for these girls, but I won't do that. Yep. But isn't Meatloaf a character, too? Because he's not Meatloaf. No. He's the bus driver. Right. That's the point. He's not. He, so, like, Elvis Costello is Elvis Costello. He's just serving well, drinks. Is he? Like or is Alan he actually Cummings, a bartender? Because I guess you have the only cameo would truly. Would, were there any other than would Elton? Would be Elton. John? No, there's no? lots. But um, no, but. Because if not, you go. That you might not know a them character. all. No, because your argument because... is that Elvis Costello was being Elvis Costello as a bartender, but he's in a bar working in a bar. So was it actually him playing a character that was also Elvis Costello? Because then you have like Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, all of these people right. who are just there. And I would yeah. not necessarily say that, you know, Stephen Fry is being Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry is being a no, character. No, he was the judge. Right. Yeah. So, But then you have the scene at the end in the credits when they're all being actors in this movie. Right. Super meta. Mm-hmm. Right. But like Jonathan Ross was Jonathan Ross, and you had you had people who you, you had you had famous people doing cameos and then people being characters. So mm-hmm. I think you had both, because like I would say I would say Meatloaf he's got a name. What was it? Wasn't it like Dennis or something? Sure. I mean, he is the bus driver Dennis, and uh, you know, but then and you have Alan Cummings who is a character. He mm-hmm. but. Then you have, like you say, you got meatloaf. You have, um, uh, oh, I forget the fashionable. Who's the fashionable? Right now, the Jen- because not Jennifer all of them Saunders. are credited. If right, Jennifer Saunders were, was. If was, anybody uh, were to put up a big enough stink, like, oh, that scene with Patrick Stewart right now, no one would be able to argue that Patrick Stewart wasn't in this film comfortably because there are so many famous people in this movie. I think yeah, that's right. really what I was trying to go to. Carry on, Barry. So, but I I would say that okay, cameos are one thing, and usually those are all kind of low quality gags. You kind of like mm-hmm. they, they make you smile, mm-hmm. but I feel like there was so much uh, talent in in this movie that it should have been better, especially for the amount of time that those people were on screen. Because there was a tremendous amount of time that the Spice Girls weren't there. And my wife was just saying, the Spice Girls are like the only females in this movie that aren't cameos. And then there's like little skits with all boys in it. And I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. Because um, girl power. Was just, That's where girl power yeah, was at in the power. 90s. <laughs> <laughs> That's where and we I were at. <laughs> Yeah, girl power is, hey, we're going to give the Spice Girls a movie as long as they can wear the smallest tops possible. Well, and we're going to promote feminism while also having one of us, like, bat her eyes and get out of anything, (laughs) any situation. Okay, real quick, though, (laughs) 
points to I loved the gag, and I wouldn't really even call it a gag. There's a whole shtick about it that every they they, they run a fair amount actually. Like, oh, we're going to uh-huh. move this place. We're going to move with haste, and every time Victoria, I can't run in these heels, or she's just walking everywhere, or right. they're yeah. marching and she's still wearing her heels, and then. When the bus arrives at Albert Hall, she's actually jogging in like stilettos, which yeah. honestly may be the most impressive part, second only to possibly the bus jump scene. <laughs> that was but incredible. That, that was. Yeah. Good. <laughs> We're going to jump a bus? Sounds expensive. And then there's a matchbox bus. Yep. Or maybe not. Well, but I thought it was I, interesting. Like at the beginning of the film, it has been several years, like literally decades since I've seen this movie. And. I was having a hard time figuring out who the villain was. Mm-hmm. And Which then, one? like, yeah. right, exactly. Like, there were 17 people that could have been the villain, and then they finally announced it with that literal thunderstorm <laughs> in the office. Yep. Right. I thought the villain was going to be George Went. Oh, the evil movie producer is going to take advantage of the Spice Girls. But no, it turns out to be the newspaper mogul who hates the Spice Girls for some reason. I just well, can't believe sure that George. Australian and not British. What? Well, I'm was pretty sure true? it was Australian and not British. But oh, also, okay. at the same time, the manager could have been the villain most of the film, just taking away their freedom. But also, he's right. on their side. So no, yeah, no, no. He's I, also I making them money. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because there was a couple um, either callbacks or mentions to Marilyn Monroe and Norma Jean, mm-hmm. who she was before she was Marilyn Monroe. And it just reminded me of the TV show Smash because they're putting together this musical about Marilyn Monroe and they realize that it's not about Marilyn at all. It's about the way the men around her perceive her. And I, I'm like, that's actually kind of what's happening in this movie, but it's kind of lost amongst all the campiness and the cameos and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, it could have been a really interesting movie, but it bites your goddamn <laughs> tongue. You bite your goddamn tongue right now. This was a fantastic film this, okay, but this film included the line babies can be late but the spice girls cannot and yes. that alone makes it oscar worthy yeah I, okay Maybe so i will say outside. though it is so campy and has a it has a fairly strong cult following and 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 with this i will say there are so many lines that i just want to repeat but there are so many i can't remember most of them but when it's going on i'm like dang i should be tweeting this i should be just like tweeting texting something constantly cuz like every other line is something that like oh i could use that pretty regularly to describe some funny stuff cuz it's pretty funny and yet at the end i'm like i can't even remember them the whole the whole movie could be quoted it's not a great sure. film though <laughs> Compromisation was a good one. I like yeah, the. That um, just means you got to show your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I just I like the deja vu one. Oh yeah. They, he said like deja They're gonna vu. They're going to find a cure like, of deja vu, if, and maybe they'll find a find... cure for deja vu. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. So I, I mean, like, say... that's the whole thing. It's not a high art film. No. But it's really entertaining, and again, I compare it a lot to Help, and having seen Help a lot. I would happily watch Spice World over Help most of I, the time. That's I honest- also... No, go ahead, Carrie. Well, that's honestly what I was thinking of almost the entire time because it feel it felt like th- there's like 
somehow no plot and also 17 plots happening mm-hmm. at the same time, which mm-hmm. feels very much like help where you're like, what's well, going on now? <laughs> and again, when you when you when you talk about help, there are so many funny quotes in there. Like one of my favorites is he's got the fiendish thingy. Great. And then yes. also the are you buzzing? I'm not buzzing. Are you buzzing? Is great from the movie Help, where in this case they're recording and someone's using a, a, like an electric saw and they go, are you buzzing? Which obviously has other connotations as well, which is really funny. And so I enjoy those kind of jokes, which again is where in comparison, you can kind of run through the movie Help. And there are a lot of just parodies. It's like the Spice World made a parody of the movie Help, which was a parody of the Beatles mm-hmm. in so many cases. And the from the things that I read, deep internet searching at like the top level of IMDb, they talk about that <laughs> it could the movie was greenlit because they were argued to be the most recognizable UK band since the Beatles. And when you think about it, it's probably pretty true because if you show a picture of most bands, I'm yeah. not going to be able to tell you who they are. Right. Yeah. But I could definitely tell you who the Spice Girls were. <laughs> I could yeah. definitely and tell you who the Beatles Tell were. them and name them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. They well, are for they're sure. iconic. Mm-hmm. Well, my but, wife and I were going through and we were like, which one was that? Which one? It, it, We couldn't name uh, Ginger Spice. The redhead. Yeah. Forgot mm-hmm. that was Ginger. She is my favorite. <laughs> At the beginning of the film, I had to remember which was Ginger and which was Posh, but then... I can't Uh, remember who Mel B is. I'll have to say this. What's Mel B's spice? Scary. Scary spice. Thank you. But I thought (laughs) Posh was either a really great actress or she never wanted to be in that group to begin with. And I'm not sure which is true. Yes. So and, and funny things about it. So this movie came out and they actually had plans for a sequel. Was it called Spice Universe? <laughs> they didn't have a script for the first one. I don't well, I don't know the story, but I know that they were going to make a sequel. And so there are cut scenes and there's a lot of extra content around Spice World. As you could probably guess, there were more cameos. And they had to cut some of them because they had to limit it to like 8,000 cameos. Can you yeah. imagine and being cut from Spice World? So some of the, if you actually, read, and I, I don't want to go into, I don't want to go into too many details of why they're cut, but if you read some of them, you're like, oh, that's a really good call. There's some not good stuff that was going on around that time. They, yeah, they should be out. Mm-hmm. But they had intentions to make a second Spice World movie. After Spice World was released, it was December in the UK. It was January in the US. They released another album and then Ginger left the group five months later. And so the movie never happened mainly because they were touring the movie and this was kind of, this came out and then Ginger left. And that was kind of the end of it for the next couple of years and then she rejoined like 7 years later. Did the group still go on without her for a while? I believe so, but then they took a hiatus for it was like 2 years later then they went on hiatus and then they got back together in 2008 and then they got back together in like 2010. I could be off on the dates and then They've each kind of left, but then Victoria actually straight up done done where the others have all come back together. And I believe right now there was a period where there were three members. Now it's back up to four where it's all of them except for Victoria. Right. Because she's got money. Yeah, she does. (laughs) I did enjoy when they were um, describing their ideal man and 
like I really wanted Victoria to just be like, you know, like David Beckham. Like I just really wanted. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I, I just yeah. really wanted a reference. <laughs> um, and I will say, so I, I recognize we're talking well. In this film, I think one of my favorite, I'll just say gags, is the inside of their tour bus. Because yes. god damn. The if, Harry Potter <laughs> magic school yeah, bus. Like, if that, that isn't a 4,000 square foot tour bus, I don't know what it is. But oh my god, do I want it. And the yeah, part that, that is the funniest is it's a double decker, but it never really has any height in any of the camera angles. Yeah. But it, it, it's well, like... Well, there's the balcony. The manager looks oh, over... Oh, that's true. That's yeah, yeah. true. The, balc- the upstairs is where the manager is. Yeah, with like 18 computers all running AOL <laughs> surrounding him. And I love that yeah, they time. each had their own little like bedroom section that was just like so yep. stereotypical mm-hmm. of who they were. Just complete stereotypical. <laughs> I just, oh, I guess I thought I thought oh. I was going to describe that as ham-fisted, but yeah. Well, you know, that, that too. Okay, so also I really like it. So Roger Moore is also a potential villain in this for part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I got a text from my wife like, why does he have a cat and then a pig? I'm like, oh, because they're making James Bond jokes. Right. He, he also played James Bond. And she's like, oh, okay, now I get it. And yeah, that's, that's why when I realized, like, a martini, and he said, "Don't get stirred up." Right. So many of the jokes in here are like, it, so Evan just is like completely over his head. Is what the right, gesture yeah, that he head. made, right? Perfect in a and podcast. And then you need to come out of my house and watch all the James Bond movies. So, I imagine that we actually understand only a fraction of the jokes and puns that may have been in there, because this was not produced for American audiences. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, you can tell Stephen Fry's joke of, I don't remember how he pronounced Hootie and the Blowfish, but he did not pronounce howdy? it Hootie and the Blowfish. Howdy and the yeah. Blowfish. Howdy? Bring in Howdy and the Blowfish. And I it's because it was like Hootie they, and the Blowfish. But. They made references to a UK group that the US would have no idea of, so they just overdubbed it afterwards. And it sounded roughly like, all right, now call Hootie and the Blowfish. Like, <laughs> terrible overdub. But it was like, there we go. American audiences will get this now. Like it, it it's yeah. so funny, but I think that as you're talking about it, we get the references we get, and yet a ton of them, no idea. And this would be right. a fun movie to actually like. I would watch it again, you know, if we were talking about it. No one's talking about like we we are yeah. separately all kind of independently watching. I would love to be in a room and watch this where it's just pause and talk because mm-hmm. this movie is so bonkers. That feels the right way to do it. For sure. Yeah, like I was like I had comments throughout the entire thing, but I I was like, yeah, like either write them down or just like there's no way to bring it up. There was like the part where uh, I think Mel B, I was like, is she in an astronaut outfit? And then I was like, yep, no, she definitely is. And then I was like, is that part of it? And it just kept being anyway. And to follow up, is that part related to the alien scene? No, no, it's not. (laughs) Nope. I, love I think because- that was just supposed to be 90s hip-hop fashion. I think like, I don't, so, yeah. I it took me off guard for a second, but then I'm like, that's just kind of how artists dress. That, that, I thought it was an astronaut outfit, but if you look, it was polo branded, so I don't know if it mm. was just a- You don't get your astronaut costumes from polo? Actually, you know, the astronaut uh, outfits for the uh, you know the 1969 space landing were made by Playtex. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah, I was going to say that, but very knowledge is power. Well, that was on <laughs> that was on uh, CBS's Sunday morning a while back. 
That's how old I am. I feel like with so that was, comment, we have solidified Barry as our ginger spice who knows I was all just going to say that. <laughs> okay, so one of my I was going through this going the the whole time saying I don't think the director was smart enough or good enough to make this movie. But now I'm looking at his name's one? Bob Spears. He actually was the director for Faulty Towers. He did absolutely fabulous. So he's got good comedic chops from the UK. And I just don't know exactly how how they went so wrong. Because they had so many they funny didn't. people. They didn't. You're fucking wrong. Go back no, to your coffee no. shop, and Barry. No. Like it would be interesting to to get the opinion of someone from the UK, mm-hmm. just because British humor is so different. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of it that is that translates well, but then there's some of it that yeah. doesn't. Like you were saying right. earlier, Karsten. Like it would be interesting to show this to a similar group of British people and see how they react to it. Mm-hmm. Right, but I mean, I I'm a fan of British comedy. I you know cut my right. teeth on on Monty Python and Faulty Towers and. Oh, oh yes, yeah. he even drives on the wrong side of the road. So. Yeah, and every chance I get, you know, when I go meet What's a friend, it's slapfish every time. Uh, so well, with a with Sunday a drivers, and it's only Saturday. <laughs> but, I, but I was just saying, you know, with all the people that they had in here, I'm just wondering if there's too many cooks in the kitchen because you know you had Richard O'Brien, who is the you know the evil photographer. I mean, he you know he's created Rocky Horror Picture Show and a bunch of other projects. Uh, you had, you know, one of the kids in the hall was the was the Hollywood writer. Uh, I mean, there's just so many funny people. I was trying I to just... place him. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. It's yeah, literally been McKinney. bugging me. Yeah, I'm like, where where do I recognize him from? And I could have gone to IMDb, but I didn't. I'm doing one of those. I'm going to figure it out on my own. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's definitely a too many cooks in the kitchen. There were mm-hmm. there were all of these people around the girls influencing them, which is which is true. And I think one of the things was that it didn't feel like a movie. It felt too close to real life in the way that they were kind of focusing on the low level of drama that exists in normal life. Like there was a lot mm-hmm. of just sitting around and waiting for something to happen. And they did mm-hmm. have to answer to the press and to their manager and to all these people. But like. I don't watch a movie to watch something realistic in that aspect of life. I, so, I, I and I agree. I think that and, also if this movie were to have been made in like, if you were to release this movie in like 2005 to 2008 as webisodes, mm-hmm. honestly, like it would have been a really fantastic take because it's all broken down in chunks and it right. really breaks itself down pretty well where you could at any given point, you can start the movie at any minute mark. You are not missing a lot of content. It will be just as entertaining as any other part of it was. You could watch for two minutes, ten minutes, or the entire film. And it's one of those that you're probably not going to be any more or less entertained than if you watch the whole thing start to finish. Unless you watch just the alien scene, because that's just bonkers. I, I will give you that. The yeah. weird kiss See- as well. That was... That was awkward. See, I was actually more on board with the alien scene than I was the dance camp scene. Yeah, that. Oh was, yeah, that, that was, was that was that was just woo. bad. Like the, the <laughs> okay. alien scene was but, weird and out there, but yeah. the dance scene, right. I just but couldn't. The dance, like yeah. if you're gonna do the dance scene, the dance get... scene has to be done like Monty Python's uh, camping it up with the drill, you know, 
units. But I also feel like if you get past the first like three minutes of that scene where it's them actually just doing drills is just funny to watch because they do kind of stay in their character type. Like when uh, Ginger Spice jumps on the rope and just straight into the kiddie pools it was actually pretty funny. And then when it cuts back and Victoria's just walking past the whole thing. Yeah, it really is it like that part. And I see all of you smiling except for Evan. Like it is actually like a entertaining scene. The beginning of it. I I don't understand. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like is he supposed yeah. to be a drill sergeant? Is he supposed to be right. an yeah. awkward like, choreographer? He was you supposed to be some sort of it. dance instructor. And that's the thing. Oh, that's what a, it was. If you're going to have a dance instructor, they actually have to be credible as a dance instructor. And Do he they? was just credible as a nut. Right. Yeah. Well, and like that and may have been decor- the humor of it, but like it wasn't enough to be humorous. Like it wasn't over the top enough to, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. And the way he was dressed, he was dressed as a military officer, a, a very well decorated yeah. <laughs> military okay, officer, well. which just like, I, yeah, it didn't do it for if, me. Yeah. If you were to have found out that he was wearing taps and they edited out the sounds of taps. Would you be surprised? No. Or would it have been better had he been wearing taps the entire time and every move you heard the clack, clack, clack? What would I have been better think... if they would have introduced him with just nope. a close-up on his head and shoulders okay, and then right. pulled back and he's wearing a pink tutu? That's more like the English comedy. You it's know, really good that we as the... Americans can tell British people how to be funny. I like that. <laughs> yeah. well, was he a cameo? Like was is he okay, a famous so person? So this brings up another point of this movie. Mm-hmm. Every scene that I don't recognize someone in, I immediately am like, do I not get the joke? Is this a mm-hmm. like the boat driver? Is right. this a boat driver? I don't know. Is this a famous boat driver? Well, is it's it just Michael some dude? Barrymore, so I'm I'm not familiar with him. On is which boat? Because like, there's two boats. Like the. <laughs> No, no, no. Mr. Step is Michael Barrymore. Oh, okay. See, and here, here we go. I don't know. Like, I just assume that every person who I don't recognize in this movie is a cameo or a famous person I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, to the music, the thing I did actually really enjoy about Spice World is, in theory, Spice Girls, to me, is a nostalgic group that I enjoy listening to. In practice... It's like the Backstreet Boys from that episode last week, which if you guys listen to it, I know you all did because it's great. I forget that the Backstreet Boys don't actually make all the songs by NSYNC. And I actually prefer NSYNC to Backstreet Boys. I don't have a problem with Backstreet Boys. Just in general, It's Gonna Be Me is better than anything the Backstreet Boys make. So with that same idea. I'm just so glad we went ahead and kept doing that podcast even though you had assigned it and did I know. the wrong band. Hey, I have no regrets about that podcast. Plenty of other ones. But in this case, the thing I really liked about Spice World is it gave me like Spice Girls light. Okay? It's like the light version of all of their songs for the most part, and that was fine. Now, truth be told, the beginning opening number that they did the whole way through, I started and walked away because I didn't want to actually listen to it again and already listened to part of it when I was making sure. Yeah, anyways. So I started and I just walked away because I'm like, oh, I already know it. It's not a really great song. It's so slow and it's just not, I don't know. It's fine. But the snippets of like a minute out of a song mm-hmm. is the perfect amount for me to feel nostalgia without <laughs> actually feeling like I need to skip the track. 
and I di- it didn't bother me that some of the songs were like the full length. Mm-hmm. But I will say that was that was one of the enduring moments of it that I didn't get to the point that I was really annoyed by them. I agree. Yeah, in terms of the in terms of the Spice Girls music in general, I think they have really good harmonies and their ability to sing together is really good. I just never feel like they're showcasing any of their abilities individually to actually like belt it out and sing. Like and I think that's part of it like they're a girl group so they sing together, but at the same time I I would I wish those moments where they did branch out and be in a solo was more remarkable i guess but it, you're right it's loaded with nostalgia yep so i will tell this story about when i was in middle school there were high schoolers that came to the middle school to talk to kids about how they shouldn't have sex okay and they always had music that was playing and i could remember that they played the song to become one while talking about how sex is not good and you shouldn't have sex. And that will be burned into my brain the same way when Mothers Against Drunk Drivers did a thing where they were playing hash pipe. Because at least with them, they were like, all right, I get it. Like, hey, listen, don't drink, but weed. And and in the case of the teens, it's like, I just don't think you understood. Did you listen to this soundtrack? Like, listen, yeah. do not have sex, but check out this erotic song. Like, this is going to, oh, man. Or, like, can we talk about how different of a time the 90s were when they took the pregnant mother, yes. soon-to-be mother, out drinking? Yep. She had Pepsi. And when they were imagining being pregnant, they were all drinking. Yeah. Yep. And I just loved that it was, like, the first... Like, they were like, we haven't spent enough time with her. Let's take her to the club. I was like, yeah, you do that, ladies. Oh, that's what she wants. Yeah, that's yeah. what a very pregnant It's her last wants. chance to be a woman before she's a mother. I'm going to lean against this pole and just kind of rock back and forth while you guys go and do your thing. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Okay, but I will say again, for the comedy's sake, I do love when they get to the hospital and it's push, push, and the nurse comes in and it's like, what are you doing? Yes. And then the fact that they're like, oh, this is going to take a while. And then they're just there for a while. And then suddenly the mom like pushes once and has a baby. Like it was very. Yeah. And that hair gel on that baby, though. Yeah. Can we all agree? Mm -hmm. That was some that was a great hairdo. That was. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so to the music, I will say this was a perfect presentation of Spice Girls for me. It was Mm -hmm. just enough, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And I think the plus side is I don't generally get the Spice Girls music confused with NSYNC. So that's also a personal <laughs> win for me. Generally. Generally. Yeah, I would say overall they played like enough of the songs, like you were saying, that it was like, mm-hmm. aww, but not overdone. And then the songs that they played longer, for the most part, were songs that I wanted to listen to longer. Like Wannabe like wanna and be? Stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. I'll say this. If if you want a hit of some Spice War, Spice Girls magic, I say go to your music streamer and listen to some Spice Girls music. Don't watch this movie because it's so bad. And while I you're mean, listening you to that streamer, you can go, go sit in your coffee it, shop like, and play jazz because <laughs> yeah. it has no. to have jazz. No, Barry, this, will you find movie... the clip of that dude talking about jazz and post it on Facebook? Because it is literally Barry. <laughs> it very much is. This, uh, this movie makes you go, wow, people used to make really bad movies. 
And then you're like, oh, no, people still make really bad movies. Just you don't take time out your day to watch them. And I it just... I said we should watch this. So I'm not like trying to hang this on somebody else. I said, oh, yeah, I I was going to watch Spice okay, Girl. Real quick. Spice I World, have but... zero regrets about yeah. watching this movie. I Absolutely. invited my kids to watch it and they watched it and they all loved it. It's just entertaining enough. Now, they played video games while they were doing it, which probably was the perfect amount of attention. So were you, Evan? Okay, perfect. So, And Carrie, like, if you're sitting there giving 100% attention to this, yeah, you probably watched a very different film than anybody else did. (laughs) Yeah, but... Okay, well, that's the problem. I was was sitting there with my wife, and we were like, this is... Sipping wine with classical like jazz playing in the background or classical. Mm, A charcuterie board. This doesn't pair well with my Spice Girls. I mean, to be fair, that's what I did in the 90s when I watched this movie. It was just now the graphics on the video games are a little better. (laughs) Yes. I don't know that we can say much more than that. I really feel that that is the thing. Yeah. Get this movie. Hit up eBay, Amazon, wherever you can get it at. Definitely watch it. Play like some video you can't games. Even stream it in the United States. That's yeah. that's about perfect. Watch it with yeah. friends for sure, Evan. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Or video games. Or, or video yeah. games. <laughs> so, well, for this week, I have been Karsten. I have been Carrie. I have been Evan. And I've been buried. And the coffee shop owner. <laughs> and that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all, especially important, super crucial, the ultimate, baby, baby it's cold, cold outside. outside.